Welcome back to Be A Better Baddie. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, where, of course, you are here to become a better baddie. I'm Quanisha, your host, cheerleader, coach, teacher, and fellow baddie. Every single episode is dedicated to helping you navigate through life's ups and downs as a self-aware baddie. And at the end of each episode, I'll try to leave you with a little homework assignment. Um, Yeah. So... Welcome back. We're here. Another week, another dollar. We're hopping into a heavy topic. I I say it's pretty heavy. Um, Yeah, a lot of research, learned a lot. And we're talking about toxic moms and how you don't become a toxic mom. Everyone has, we, we, everyone has pointed out some toxicity in some person. And of course, we love to point it out in other people. I just want to make sure that you also look back and reflect on yourself because you, my dear, have toxic traits as well. Okay, just remember that. Um, I think I did an episode on this. You may be the toxic one, sis. Go, go listen to that one. Go listen to that one. I will link it in the show notes for you if you want to go back and listen to it. But sometimes you may be the toxic one. But right now we're specifically talking about toxic moms. Um, what? It is, how do you know you've been affected by a toxic mom and how can you make sure that you don't become a toxic mom? So I got this from a, some scholarly research that I was doing on an online platform. And this woman asked, the, the question was posed, in the next life, do you want your mom to be your mom again? And I was scrolling through the comments. I was just like, oh, what's people, what, 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 what's the word on the street? I was so hurt. I was so hurt as I read the comments. Um, There were, I scrolled, there were women just expressing like how they never choose their mom again and how much they hated their childhood and how they choose the same dad, but not the same mom and other very hurtful things. And I get if you grew up in an abusive home at your mom's hand, then yes, that answer is warranted. But of course, we we read things and we perceive things through our lens. So through my lens reading that, I was like, dang, like y'all really mad at y'all mamas. And some people are really mad at their moms. And eventually you're going to have to get over it because it's going to affect you. We talked about this already, like holding on to negative feelings, but I think, and I'm not speaking because I know they're extremes. Right now, here's my disclaimer. I am not speaking to the person that grew up in an abusive home. I am not talking to you. And you will hear that throughout this episode. I am not talking to, I'm not talking to that person. And not out of any malintent, but just because I don't have that experience, I can't speak from it. So I know right now it's very cool and trendy to claim you had a traumatic past or to say you have a mental illness or point out toxic and problematic behavior in others. And I love this for our generation. I love that we are pointing this out, but I think we forget that it hurts the generation that raised us because it's not like they woke up one day and said, I'm not. I'm going to mess up someone's life. 
There is no way they did that. You know, all they did was take their experiences that they had, did what they could do and raised us. We have access to more information, more knowledge now. Like, I mean, what I'm trying to say is in this first part, we need to cut mom some slack. We need to. And it's always because, and I'll always bring it back to this reason too. If you are, if you're one of these girls, I'm always bring it back. You forgave that man. You forgave that man. I'm gonna leave it at that. So when I look back at my time in my mother's house and like, even now, I know she did some things that I would not do to my child, said some things I would never say to my child. But the only reason I know I would never do it is because I had the space to process this information in my past. Do we think our parents had that space to process all of that? Like, think about how old your parent probably was when they had you. Think about the time period it was when your parent had you. Think about how they were raised. Think about what was around them, you know? Do we we ever just think about that when we think about, my mom hurt my feelings when she said this maybe we should and I think it just just think in your head do you think they meant to harm you now the answer could be yes if the answer is yes then this is not for you that if the answer is yes oh my god I'm so sorry y'all this is so unprofessional let me mute my phone but if the answer is yes then maybe this isn't for you but in my humble opinion I think that we like empathy for moms and we don't understand that moms that are toxic have been traumatized in the past and the way they raised us and any other child that that was that trauma playing out that's what that was and now as adults because you don't see it when you're in it like i'm going to talk about that later too but we just see our childhood through the lens of our mom our mom set the foundation for us like what we view as the world is because of them, right? We think it's normal until we get out, we see other family dynamics, we actually see that things that were shown on TV actually could be a little real. You know, it just, it depends, right? We get out and we see. But I think that we all skip the point where we realize that moms aren't perfect and they aren't meant to be perfect the bar is set so high for moms because moms are going to be that culturally speaking they are that parent that's going to be there you 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 birth not even just birthed it starts with you know carrying the child for nine months you birthed it you use your body probably to feed it etc so we moms are like this 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 holy thing right in a sense and then when they aren't perfect, it's their fault, right? It's their fault, they're not perfect. And we call them toxic. And I've, I've been there and I mean, oh, as I got older, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a wise woman now. Getting older, I'm just like, she's just a human, just like any other human, you know? And yeah so i think everyone could look back and say oh my childhood could have been better my mom did this and 
I'll never do that. That's good. That means we're progressing as a society. That's what it should be. But I also think where I am in my life, I can't really imagine having a child right now. Like, think think about everything that goes into having a children. Like, this is why I'm saying we don't give moms enough credit. Like, think about if your mom was a single mom, too. What? Your mom probably had a job. She still fed you every day, every night, got you to school, still had money. Think about how much money we are spending on ourselves. I am... I was sick to my stomach when I just thought and realized how much money I had spent in one day on myself. Like, what? And then you possibly have to deal with the man. Um, I already said cooking, cleaning. And then my child has the nerve to act up. I'm tired. I'm tired of taking care of myself. Like, a whole human? I get it. I get it. It is hard being a parent. It takes patience. It takes empathy for this other being. It takes a whole lot of selflessness. And if you aren't prepared to give your all to that child, yes, there is going to be a strain on how you interact with that child. Okay. A lot of our parents, when people get pregnant, for the most part, they don't plan on it. And I think that the difference between, and I'm thinking about just who I am around, you know, I'm speaking from my bubble and what I see. People don't necessarily plan their pregnancy to a T, but they know this is the time period I'm ready to have children. I'm ready to do this. So it's not a surprise. It's not like you got thrown off or anything. You knew you were expecting kids. You knew how much money it took to raise a kid. You were aware of it and you were mentally physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything prepared for it. Okay. I think basically the biggest difference is between my generation and my parents' generation is that in terms of raising that child, I would think about the long-term effects of my actions and my words towards that child. go further into this topic another distinction that I want to make is the distinction between abusive and toxic they are two completely different things sometimes we use them interchangeably like yes an abusive person can be toxic and yes a toxic person can be abusive but let me let me set the clarification and I found this response from a I don't know how to say this website, but I love it. Quora, it's Q-U-R-O-A. And the entire like Quora page, of course, is linked in the, what is that thing called? It's not a bio, blog post. I'm so sorry. It's linked in the pod, pod post. I like pod post. So it's linked in there. Um, of course, the entire transcript for this episode is essentially there. So if you prefer to read, then listen at any point, it will always be there, beabetterbaddie.com. But let's get into this distinction. This person said, abusive generally means physically or emotional, emotionally hurtful, intentionally, and most often for a long period. Being abusive to a child would almost always be illegal. Toxic often means that they just had a poor slash negative attitude, are Debbie Downers, or even just don't believe in their child or think that they can accomplish as much as they truly could. Still highly negative, of course. 
They are related and many abusers are toxic, but there are certainly toxic parents who do not abuse their child, but likely just to have a poor life outlook themselves or other issues. Either way, you should leave them behind to get, this is just saying how to deal with it. So abusive and toxic, abusive is illegal and not always. I mean, emotional abuse isn't necessarily illegal, but I think that they just mean more so the physical, but yes, there's our, our distinction. But I want to go back to the TikTok um, that I was talking about. I'm sorry, the, the resource that I found online. So when I saw this, like I saw one comment, I was like, yes, I completely agree with this. I would want to come back as my mom's mom. In the next lifetime, I would be the mom and my mom would be my daughter. And the reason is obvious. I She has more life experience than me, but I've had access to bigger and better things than her, right? I've had access to more information, more opportunities than my mom at her age could ever dream of. And I would want to take all of her skills. I'm about to cry, like I'm getting, I'm getting very emotional now. But I would wanna take everything that I've experienced in my life and help her mold her life, like knowing her skill set, what she went through in her dreams, like I would just want to be that guide for her. So in the next lifetime, if I come back, I would want to be my mom's mom. Now, back to the program. Alrighty, so this episode is going to be in four parts. Um, I'll address four different topics. So the first one will be the analysis of the mother-daughter relationship. Second, what are the signs of a toxic mother? Third, how can you heal from a toxic mother-daughter relationship? And four, how to make sure you are not a toxic mom. Again, another disclaimer, I am not an expert. I am not a professional. I am just um, a self-educated mogul. And that's what it is. Oh, a baddie, baddie, self-educated baddie. Alrighty, so the nature of the mother-daughter relationship. When you, in essence, think about what a mom is like, Toxic and mom should never go hand in hand. How can a mom be toxic? She gave birth to that baby. Why would she want to terrorize that baby? Culturally speaking, like a mother's love is the purest and the strongest love. So just calling a mom toxic is like, what is that? Is it called juxtaposition? It's like a juxtaposition. So I found a perfect um, snippet to sum up what, the essence of a mother-daughter relationship is, or mother-child actually, because I mean, I'm speaking from a daughter's perspective, but a mother can also be toxic to a son. That looks different though. So if you wanna be a, if you wanna, this is my, this is, hey, if you know someone who is a male who has a toxic mother or his mother has toxic tendencies, reach out to me. I'd love to do an episode with you to hear about that. But the text reads, and again, it's linked in the blog. As young children, we understand what goes on in our family, things that are said and done, how people act and react, because our mothers do the interpreting for us. And not surprisingly, interactions and behaviors, even the abusive and toxic ones, get normalized. As children, we assume that every household is pretty much like ours, and that the recognition that other families function differently may come slowly. 
Additionally, that recognition can absolutely coexist with our continued acceptance of how things are in our family. We justify our mothers yelling at us. We're bad or too sloppy or don't listen. We accept getting called names because we strongly believe that those words reflect who we are. Difficult, lazy, disobedient, stupid. We think that our brothers and sisters get treated differently than we do because they are good, admirable, and lovable, and we are not. Okay? Essentially, whatever our moms say, we believe it until we have some outside context. It makes sense, right? Now, we're going to move on to the second part of when things do start to get a little fishy. When you actually do step out and you're like, hmm, why my mama call me that? I'm not like that. Okay. So signs of a toxic mother. Remember, generally speaking, a toxic person is someone that consistently harms you. It could be physical, emotional, mental, anything. They add negativity to your life and do not acknowledge their actions. Okay. Now, that's very broad because a toxic person can be manipulative, inconsistent, inconsiderate of your boundaries. The list can go on and on and on and on and on, depending on the context. Okay. So, I just um, got five. I only have five, but there are so many more, so many more. And I'll say it again. It's all linked in the blog. All the articles that I used are in there if you want to go and do some deep diving. So five signs of a toxic mother. Okay. One, shame, blame, scapegoat. Okay. This is the mother using extreme phrases like you never do this or you always do wrong to criticize you. They always use the extremes. This in turn is going to nurture and feed your inner critic. So I attended the seminar a few years ago and that's when I learned about the inner critic. Like we all have like an inner hero and an inner critic and your inner critic sometimes can become too strong, right? It's the part inside of you that says you can't do this or are you sure you want to do that? Or you're actually this kind of person. Why would you do this? Right? They make you question this. So your mother using these extreme phase phrases, is nurturing your inner critic and it's going to make you feel like you have this major character flaw. And I'll talk more about that in a second. Um, moms that shame, blame, scapegoat, they are never going to take responsibilities for their actions. Instead, everything is going to be your fault. I mean, what would a toxic person be if they didn't actually be, want to be held accountable? Like what held accountable? What is that? How dare you not be perfect? So, one thing that I can think of is when when parents are, again, shame, blaming, and scapegoating you, it's through their lens. It could be that they truly believe that you are not doing the right thing, or it could be that they feel like you should come out the womb knowing this, and that's completely false, as we know. Okay? So, that's one Second is guilt tripping, guilt tripping. This is the, after all I did for you, you did this. And that could be worded any kind of way, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be that. But remember, moms typically do all the child rearing. So if you don't do something that they agree with, they may hit you with that. And remind you, they may even go as far to remind you that 
they didn't get an abortion they decided to have you as if that's supposed to make you feel any better and more appreciative this is going to create heavy people pleaser energy this is turning a child into a people pleaser more so a mom pleaser this is a child that doesn't want to step outside of the boundaries that their mom has created because i'm gonna upset her she's not gonna be happy she did so much for me how could i do this third sign of a toxic mom is aggression of any sort i rest my case that is all i will say but being aggressive of any sort instills fear in a child whether it be like physical aggression or like passive aggression Either way, that child is afraid to step out of bounds. The fourth one is mocking and belittling. Mocking and belittling is making someone feel like their thoughts, achievements, and even their existence is a joke and is to never be taken seriously. This is telling your child that their feelings are not valid. This is basically saying you have no right to feel that way especially when it comes to a negative emotion. Um, one that comes to mind is the, the infamous, why are you crying after you just hit me? Um, they, like, wouldn't anybody cry after they just got hit? Like, <laughs> I'm confused. So the why are you crying and validating that child's tears because you don't feel like it's valid, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. So um, you mentioning that, so if the child mentions that they don't like a particular thing or they don't like when you say something asserting a boundary or um, yeah, forming an opinion of their own, then the parent saying, oh, you're too sensitive or you can't take a joke. You can't take criticism because that parent said something that that offended them. And I mean, I can go on and on just like think as I'm saying it all out loud, I'm like, this can obviously create a child now that is afraid to state their boundaries because they've been mocked for having boundaries as a child, you know, like, haha, who are you? Overall, mocking and belittling children is not the best way to raise a healthy, confident human. Um, maybe it makes some parents feel better about themselves, but I'm just like, to think that you would do this to a child is actually ridiculous. Like what? That's ridiculous. It's literally a kid. Um, and then the fifth sign, of course, there are many more again, they're all linked in the blog is constant criticism. This one's easy to spot. They're always telling you you're doing something wrong. Something isn't up to their standards. If you don't make the same decision as them, etc. The list can go on forever. But either way, whatever you do, they are critiquing it. And it's constant. It's constant criticism. They can criticize you in comparison to others. So like favoritism. They can do this among siblings or with the whole family. But overall, the message with this one is saying that you are not good enough and you need to change something about yourself in order for you to succeed in life, essentially. This, this also helps the mother maintain control over the child so that the child won't step out of bounds. So for me, that was a lot. 
if you need to pause it right now and process, please do. <laughs> because even with me, I wrote all this, but saying it all out loud, I'm like, I feel heavy. Um, this is a heavy up. I said it was heavy. Um, but overall, from the five signs that I picked out, and there were websites with like, there are like 18 to 20 others that I didn't read. But from these, it seems as though the goal of the toxic mother is to control the child and limit the child and yeah yeah so those are some of the signs of a toxic mom now let's say you have experienced all this and it's time for you to heal we are now in the healing process how to heal from a toxic mother daughter relationship obviously it affected you in your childhood if it affected you in your childhood it still affects you now Everyone heals differently. Everyone goes through the healing process differently. So do what pleases you. These are just some, these are just some words for you. One, educate yourself and reflect. Like you could be living this entire life without thinking, hey, there was something wrong with my childhood. If anything that I just said resonated with you, then yeah, you should go do some more research and actually think back on your childhood. Read as many blogs as possible. Watch YouTube videos. Think about your past and your current relationship with your mother. Like, think about that. See where you stand. Um, once you realize that you did have a toxic mother, if you need to go to therapy, go talk to a trained professional. Again, on the blog, I have some resources linked. Um, yeah, that is there for you if you need that. Um, and I think also creating distance and boundaries. And this one is hard, of course, because I'm speaking from a place of privilege when you can actually afford to move away. You can actually afford to not sever ties. Some of you may need to sever ties with your mom. Again, I, I don't know. It's your business. Either way, I feel that creating that physical boundary Consequently, is going to create a mental and like emotional and maybe physical boundary with your mother as well. There are, of course, other ways that you can heal from this, but I feel like these three are the, the primary ones. But I, I, I think those are the primary ones. So... On to the best part. I really, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell myself short and say I don't have much to say, but I don't really have a definitive say on this. So, how to make sure that you are not a toxic mom? I am not yet at the place where I am ten, five, I'll say five, five percent confident about bringing a child into this world, but I think it's important for all potential mothers to think about this because we cannot repeat the cycle. The cycle ends with who? Us. So how to make sure that you are not a toxic mother. These are things that I've been doing and I will continue to do. Um, one, 
Heal your inner child so you don't resent your child during their childhood. That could mean a plethora of things. On the most superficial level, the way I am doing this is I always wanted to take dance classes. I am taking dance classes now. Um, we couldn't afford dance classes when I was younger, so I would just dance at home with my cousins and stuff, but now I can pay to go to a dance class. I'm about to sign up for a gymnastics class. Don't play with me. I'm about to go to a gymnastics class. So that's on the most superficial level. Um, deeper level, the way I am healing my inner child is by expressing myself. Literally saying how I feel because I think that, not I think, I know that I wasn't really allowed to express how I truly felt about things because it, it probably wouldn't have mattered, honestly. But now I think my voice matters and I'm still getting more comfortable with that. And I guess validating the life experiences I have had. Um, second way to make sure you're not a toxic mom, live every day like it's your B-day. And not literally every day, I get it, I get it, I get it. Mm, I can't live every day like it's my B-day. But when you have a kid, I don't want you to feel like, dang, I didn't even do this yet. Or I had so much potential and now I can't, can't put that potential to use. Like, do the things that you want to do. Try the things that you want to try as much as you could within your means. Because I don't want to hear that when you have a kid to my, oh, well, I never got the chance. No, no, you had the chance to do it. All of you listening to this is between the ages of 18 and 35. I don't know how many of y'all got kids. But if you ain't got no kids, then what is you doing? Anyways. Third is to actually want to have a child. Don't, and I know that this is hard now, like this episode's coming out mm, at a pretty inopportune time because abortion has been taken away. But this one's hard. Like I, yeah, but I'm still gonna say it. Actually wanna have a child. Know that when you do get pregnant and you have that child and you are pregnant and you give birth to it and you raise it, know that you're gonna have to prioritize that child over you for a great portion of their lives and you will have to be okay with that. I mean, I still plan on making time for me, but I, what is it? It's like prepare for the worst, expect, expect the best, prepare for the worst, yeah. So just being okay with that. Knowing that when I have this child, I'm okay with it. And not just like mentally, but also like financially being okay with it. I think we're at a place in society and time where we can prepare more for a child. Again, this is not everybody, but hey. And then finally, I think that forgiving your parents Forgiving your parents is going to make sure, is going to ensure that you are not a toxic parent. You holding on and harboring negative feelings. We talked about it. We talked about it. Let it go. They are who they are. They're not perfect. They never will be. Never have been. 
but they made you who you are. And until we become parents, we won't really know. We won't know how hard it is exactly. We won't know, even if we do everything right, like this next generation of the kids that we raise, they could, they'll probably think we're still conservative. Like you never, you never know. So yes, I'm going to leave it there with this episode and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, anything that you want to read more into or click on, please go to the blog post, which is going to be linked in the show notes. I still need to do that for a couple of them. But if they're not linked, then just go to BeABetterBaddy.com, go to blog at the top, and then you will be able to read this article. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like. Please give it a subscribe. Please give it a share. Post it on your story. Tag me. I'm here. Like, come on, guys. Let's let's be friends. So with that being said, I hope you have a beautiful, productive day. And um, yeah, go out there and not be toxic. Bye, baby.